getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like you. Welcome to Getting to Know Woo. I'm Natasha Levenger, a professional intuitive reader, energy healer, and inner child healing expert. After being raised with extreme narcissism, I found talk therapy was helpful, but it wasn't until I found energy and inner child healing that I was able to break free of family patterns that cut me off from knowing and loving my true self. I'm passionate about dispelling the rhetoric that these kinds of tools are impractical and ineffective. And in this podcast, I will be sharing how actually beneficial and transformative they are. My husband and producer, Brett, will be joining me in conversation, and we will be welcoming experts along the way. I'm excited to have you here. All right. What's up, Woozers? What's up, Woozers? <laughs> we just tried to record this for we weren't talking very long, but no, realized it was a couple of minutes. Yeah, well into our patter. Oh uh, yeah, there was a lot of pitter patter that yeah. you missed, <laughs> and then we realized we weren't recording. But so it's just lost all of that genius. Well, I'll just say that um, I've been noticing a lot of people, myself included. By the way, there is a cat using the litter box behind us, so we don't know if it's. He was not. Oh, okay. He was, just, he was trying to clean up and <laughs> taking us his sweet ass time about it. Cats are very clean, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I've always been told as yeah. a child, how not clean always, cats are. Not always very good at cleaning up after themselves. No, that's true. <laughs> but fastidious about their own grooming. I actually think that may be why my mom was comfortable having cats my whole life, although they never got one after the child my childhood cats died but um i think that was my dad's fault but (laughs) he um i'm just saying i think that my mom was an extremely clean person and i think it made her feel better to think they were very clean but they They do have that reputation and certainly Mm -hmm. i would say they are cleaner than dogs like they do their own cleaning oh yeah (laughs) definitely and when we first got dogs i had I was trading with a friend who does what I do, and she said that our cats, I was like, what do they think of the dog? And they said, dogs are gross. Little did we know. I mean, they are. They are They eat poop. I feel like we've talked about this before. We have. Okay. Well, sorry for that. Should we start over? Maybe this was the one that shouldn't have been recording. Have I said everything? I just, have I repeated? Have I already said all of that before? I don't think so. Anywho, it's just Mercury's in retrograde, y'all. Venus is still in retrograde. This is a time. MRX, VRX. Yeah. Right? Wait, what? Isn't that the, <laughs> isn't that the shorthand for retrograde? RX. RX, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It bothers me because it's also the shorthand for prescription. But, yeah. But I know it's true. That's You know it's true. (laughs) So um, before we were not, when we were not recording, I was talking to you about how you have a friendship maintenance call. That's right. With (laughs) your one friend. That's right. Well, I have more than one friend, but this is the only one that I'm currently (laughs) actively maintaining. I mean. Who do you, you have other friends you consider? Yeah. Oh. You don't, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I think of Andrew as a friend. You uh, literally never talk to him. Right, but 
he also it's not like I'm the one not holding up that communication. Well, I didn't we don't say talk it's to a, each your, other. I didn't say it's your fault. He's not your friend. Right, but I'm saying that that is <laughs> does not appear to be an integral part of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> talking ever? I understand how ridiculous that sounds. Okay, good. Uh, however, understand. I do consider your brothers to be your friends. Yeah, a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I guess no, all no, of them. I know. Well, I know what you're saying. Like you I am. Speak I yeah, frequently. I, I, yeah, that, or more that is definitely true. Yeah, I consider yeah. those. Otherwise, no, I don't think you have other <laughs> besides me. <laughs> oh, maybe our neighbor. Uh, that yeah. could be happening. No, it could be is, in the works, possibly. A, Who knows? Uh, I would describe that as a budding friendship, mm. and we'll see um, <laughs> see how it blossoms. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Mm. But um, anyway, you do have this one friend <laughs> <laughs> that that we can both agree on. And the I reason know, I don't know why my friendships are up for consensus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what I want to say is that you do a thing called a friendship maintenance. I mean, it's not actually called that. Well, like, no, but one of, right, it I is understand. a friendship maintenance call, but I just have a biweekly call scheduled with him. Um, that I biweekly meaning twice a month. That's right. I don't that's like right. that expression. I know it's, it's dumb confusing. that it can mean both things. Yeah. Yeah. I well, So this friend of mine, Richard is really good at maintaining friendships like mm. he's had friendships with people since like high school that oh, he's wow. still friends with and it i is, would probably consider his friends to be his friend uh i would think so yeah. yes although again i would say they probably don't need your sign <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say they needed it <laughs> yes i i would say that those friendships probably <laughs> would meet your requirements for uh for being considered a true friendship somebody he talks to ever but do you have to? I mean, I do talk to Andrew ever. Mm. Are you suggesting <laughs> that a friendship requires a certain level of communication in order to be considered a friendship? What I'm saying is that you only speak to him. You used, I believe that you used to be friends. You, yeah, you drifted apart because of life. And we talked less. We did. I would not say that we drifted apart. This is what I'm saying to you. Like when we are together, when we have conversations, we have conversations that are indicative of a level of trust and closeness mm -hmm. that is not like I don't believe that those conversations would be had with just any random person. You don't, because no. you started that friendship at that level when you were a random person. <laughs> But I was never a random person to him. I was all, it wasn't like I met him on the street and we had a very close conversation mm -hmm. and then well, subsequently we became okay. friends. Listen, this is why I think this, because you didn't talk for like two years. He went through a major life upheaval. You didn't reach out to him because I think that you don't feel that close to him. Like it wasn't like if one of your brothers had gone through that, you definitely would have called them. I so didn't let reach me out. Okay. So then you didn't reach out to him during that, which I would consider what if you really were friends <laughs> you would have done. And then we needed him for work on the house. Uh -huh. And by the way, I am 
his wife is one of my best friends. So yeah. that's why we, so anyway, we, so we had him work on the house and then, it, you know, you guys talk as friends. It's not like you're strangers. Yeah. And so you go back to talking like that, but you probably will never talk to him again. If I had to guess. <laughs> uh, I hope that's not true. Mm. My own pattern of behavior suggests that it might be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I didn't reach out to him because I only knew about the stuff he was going through because of you. Yeah, but he, it's not like he told me. Right. He would, like he did also not, did not reach out to me for that. Yeah. Because I'm not his closest friend. I like I'm. We're not best friends. But yeah, I would definitely consider him a friend. Yeah, and I you, understand that. Yeah, but I, I mean, so the that I mean, like, rubric, yeah, I don't feel about... like is 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 mm-hmm. yes. I if I had a closer, like I could have reached out to him, mm-hmm. but I'm not his confidant. I wasn't leaving him in the lurch by not reaching out to him. Yeah, but to me, that's not what. It's not like, oh, do I call my friend because if I'm not because they have other people? It's like. I call them when they're going through something. It sounds like I'm criticizing you, which I'm not. We're just debating. <laughs> like I actually think think I actually think it's interesting. I feel like men and often their level of friendship is and what they consider to be friends is very different than what women do. I do think you are average to extreme. Like <laughs> <laughs> that is qu- quite a range. <laughs> You're zero to one hundred. I mean, like I bet there are. I think that there. I hear this a lot from my friends, my actual friends. I'm just kidding. Um, from my friends that their husbands don't have friends, but then I also know some of them who do. So I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how, if it's average or if you're more on the end of antisocial. Well, we've definitely talked about this before, that I am not antisocial, but my time is such a limited resource. Right, I understand that. That I don't feel drawn to spend it with anyone other than the person I truly consider my best friend, (laughs) and who I'm hoping agrees. I do Uh, agree with that. Yeah. Um, I agree that I'm your best Yeah. Friend. Okay, good. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. But boy, I am this is a real Merc-Rat combo. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it is a little bit because I've never heard, never heard mm. you express the idea that you did not think I was friends with Andrew. Well, that's, I used to think you were friends, so we just haven't talked about this since. But, like, it's only been a couple of months since I saw him. Yeah, but that's because he of... was working on our house. Yeah, I understand, like, why I didn't see him more often. No, but I'm saying the reason you did see him was not because you were getting together as friends. He was coming to work on our house, and it would have been weird if you didn't have conversation. That Then I would have been like... Well, but that doesn't change the fact that we had conversations on a... Level, level that is that is a friend level but like, you okay this is the last thing i'll say about this <laughs> and then we can stop and if anyone wants to write in to getting to know woo at gmail.com we'd love to know your thoughts i'd love to know if i still have this friend or not so. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think they can confirm oh, i mean I, like I was... he is obviously i mean he's not it's uh, he's like in a weird place because he's not not a friend it's not like if you said 
Andrew, is Brett your friend? He would say no. Right. But it would just be like, yeah. I think that's what it would be like. You think, you think that's how Andrew would answer? <laughs> yeah. If I wasn't there. Yeah. Hey, hey. Or you weren't there. Yeah. Hey, is Brett your friend? I guess. Yeah. yeah. I disagree with that 100%. Okay. Do you think I should answer that way if somebody asked me if Andrew was my friend? Because it's not yeah. like. I think you'd be like, yeah. But if, if you, but me saying to you, you have friends and you list him as the first one, this guy that you never talk to, that you talk to only because he was working with us. As the first one, I think if anything, if you had said Russ, your you know, his brother well, I you you think me listing my brothers would have been a better well, those are argument real that friends, I have I friends. Think, I think those are real friends. Well, those are real relationships. Yeah. But I but I think that <laughs> You've really gone I, off into the weeds. I think that if here. I had said if I had started listing my brothers when you asked me if I had friends, you I feel like you would have no. I don't think you would have thought that was legitimate. Oh no, I hundred percent would definitely. No question. Those are like deep real friendship. I, those count. Okay. In my opinion. Okay. But anyway, this is ironic for many this is a real Mercury retrograde conversation for many reasons. One, because we're um having a bit of a what would you call this? A disagreement. Disagreement. A spat. A spat. Two, because Mercury retrograde is often a time when you revise, you look at your relationships. You, <laughs> you look at your husband's <laughs> friendships. And you decide, decide if they're real or out. not. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely, yeah, there's been a lot of. Uh, review and revision. Review and revision. Um, but the reason I brought this up was because the other person who is your friend, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. And we won't go too far into the weeds here. Did you have anyone else to name? <laughs> <laughs> you say you're not attacking I me. I am not. As you the, know, this feels very real, attacky. Does it really? Uh, I, oh, not I really attacky, oh. although it does feel slightly hurtful oh. that you don't think that you're that I don't that think. you're sticking to your guns despite my clarification does well that just means i don't agree with your argument but if it hurts your feelings we i didn't i, I, I mean, honestly like, every time we've talked about friends in the past you don't seem to have like a concern or a, <laughs> that's the only reason i'm talking <laughs> about it like this like if i thought you cared i wouldn't talk about it like this in this um, tone. oh no 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 i mean i don't care that i don't have many friends and okay. no I did not have other people to listen. (laughs) 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 I guess there is some part of me that is like, all right, I don't have that many friends, but the fact that you're (laughs) shitting on one that I do think is a legitimate friendship is, uh, is is what is feels uh, hurtful. what feels hurtful. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I really, truly, again, didn't mean to be shitting on you. Well, I don't. I mean, I, I did not bad. think you were doing it from uh, a mean spirited place. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the fact that you don't agree that that is mm-hmm. uh, a friendship, despite yeah. the um, Does it, yeah the communication level mm-hmm. is. Uh, I mean, I think I was... you cannot communicate with people and still be friends, just to be clear. like You do. Uh-huh. 
So why then do you keep pointing to the fact that we haven't communicated because, as a reason that Andrew and I are not friends? Um, I think that if there is, because there's also, like I said, I don't think you'll ever talk to him again. Like, I don't think you'll ever reach out. Like, for instance, my first... Well, but mm. look, even if that is true, mm -hmm. that would be a friendship that was not maintained and that died. Not something yeah. that wasn't a friendship. No, I already told you I thought you were friends at some point. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess for me, one marker of friendship is also is like more than the frequency of communication is like if Andrew called and mm -hmm. needed something from yeah. me, that would not be the same thing as like a coworker mm. calling and needing right. something. But from that's me, because or... you have been friends in the past, and also he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> but also you wouldn't you wouldn't call him. Well, I, wouldn't I mean, call anybody that I. You would call if if. Well, actually, you that's call. not true because we already established. I did call Andrew when I needed something for work. Yeah, but that's different. I mean, like for a friend thing, like if you needed something in a friend way, not to pay him. You would call Russ. You would call Don. I don't uh, know what well, these I things are would, that yeah, you would Yeah, I don't know either. The, and I think it would depend on the thing that I needed. Yeah. This is a real thing about male... I'm telling you, because, like, I do... Like, you are definitely my best friend, but I also have other very close friends. Well, and you wouldn't call me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah. Um, I mean, you are very good. Like, you provide a lot of support, a lot of... Like, you're great for that kind of thing but i also want my other friendship yeah i'm not suggesting that you shouldn't no no i know i'm just saying this is the difference possibly between male and female friendships it could be that could be it could be a you thing i wouldn't understand but it could be well, but i, I do mean, think it's also a very male thing well i think it's also i mean i think the reason that a lot of men friendships uh wither over the years is that men are not conditioned to talk about their emotions but you do right but i am also conditioned not to have needs and mm. to like and so that's th it. like that can well no that i don't feel like that's a direct reason for my friendships dwindling i think that is a side effect of my not having time for anything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I do wonder if you had more allowed for more needs, which you're working on, mm -hmm. if then you would have a more of a need for a friendship. Like if yeah, well, you've appear. said that before. Oh. I don't think that's true. Oh, I, I mean, I don't. Shit. I really don't think it is. But okay. Well, you know, regardless, time will tell. Did we cover anything helpful? Who knows? But I would <laughs> like to know. Um, I mean, I actually am looking at friendship in general as part of this Mercury retrograde cycle, in terms of like what comes up for me because historically I've been historically meaning before, let's say three years ago. I've been more of a giver 
and mm-hmm. like kind of replicated my relationship with my mother in some ways. That's a little extreme, but um, and I've redone that, but now I'm really looking at okay, does anything come up for me in terms of friendship, in terms of like my worthiness, and can I clear that out? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am curious if anyone wants to tell us their thoughts. But I was talking to one of my friends, <laughs> and she, I told her how you have this one friend and who you what you call a friendship maintenance call and you make sure to talk twice a month so that the friendship doesn't dwindle yeah so that it's hell and what do you get from that friendship i mean we just connect about a lot of things like have you know similar bases of reference uh for a lot of things so we can you know uh, swap stories, but a lot of story swapping, is... but also like that we that I can talk to him. We have discussions about things that we don't necessarily see eye to eye on, and he's also the kind of person who likes sort of like wide ranging theoretical discussion. Like we have very similar, I guess, approaches to friendship. But my point, I'm asking, like, do you get something emotional from it, or it's just like, oh, this is fun and I like him and I don't want to lose touch with him. And there's no wrong like, answer What do here. you mean? Like, what is, uh, what do you mean by do I get something emotional? Like, like how for instance, is that? I have these two, well, my, I have two friends who we meet up on Zoom mm-hmm. and we make a point to do that. And mostly it's just like fun to hang out with each other. Right. Or we will watch something together. Uh, I, well, I would just say like, so that's mostly the point, I guess. So is that what it's like for you? <laughs> but those, that's a weird example to point to because those friends are also very like. My oldest friend. Or yeah, that you have yeah. a very deep connection with yeah, beyond right. those things. <laughs> but I mean, I have definitely talked to him about things that are like difficult for me um, or, you know, listened to things that are hard for him. But also, like, that is not a need that I have from that friendship. Mm-hmm. But if I did, I could. You could. I could, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm worried this whole conversation is going, because you feel attacked. I worry that, that <laughs> for, I feel like two important things are, to, there's two important things to know. One, you've never cared before when we've talked about friendship. Like, I would never have been, I've already said this, but I ne- would have never guessed. I would have, I would have started with a different spirit, but also my <laughs> question to you about that, I'm just curious and I don't want it to sound like I'm interrogating you. I just I really see. was curious, like, because you have said you don't really have a need for friends in the past. Right. Well, I think what is different this time is that you have never told me someone I considered a friend was not right, a friend. Right. That is that is that. the difference. Here. Right. Right. Um, but in general, it's like you've often said you don't have a need for friends outside of me. So I was just curious what this what this was doing for you. I see. Well, no, this is just like I do like Richard and I had a like at work I had a regular way to stay in touch with right. him and to so be connected you, and now mm-hmm. that he doesn't work at the same place anymore I yeah. we had to it it would have made me sad if that had just drifted away. Oh, okay. 
So um, I'm glad you said that, though, because that question about like if there was an emotional component Mm -hmm. felt like a like a checkbox to check on that. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think there is. Actually, this is a really great time to bring up this thing that my let's call her my other best friend. Okay. Um, Laura, <laughs> um, told me about friends, which is that when she was like, have I talked about this before in the podcast? Now I feel like everything I've said, I've already said. <laughs> I, I think you have, but it okay, bears well, repeating. I'll just repeat it. So, which it's basically just like, she told me that not all of her friends were in the proverbial house, that right. most of them were on the porch. And that really blew my mind and changed my (laughs) life because I was like bringing everybody into the house and feeling like if they weren't in the house, there was something wrong with me. Right. Right. And so that really helped me to establish. Yeah. We like not weed out, but like just have a more healthy relationship to my friendship. Yeah. Um, Like rearrange some friendships. Yeah. So anyway, so some friends are like, you both just know like, oh, this is just fun. Like there's certain people I don't tell things, my deeper things to because it won't feel good or like it won't be the kind of conversation that I want to have. <laughs> right, right, yes. Um, but those, that person or people may be really fun to hang out with. Well, if that is the marker that we're, like if we're expanding this conversation to say like, mm-hmm. do I have friends? Mm-hmm. And we are including people like out on the porch or out at the mailbox. Yeah. I would say I have a lot of friends. You have a lot of, but I don't really think of those as friends, friendships. Right. Like those are not like, I guess. Who are those? Well, like I have a lot of people at work that I talk to, uh, that I, that we talk about, you know, not just work stuff or, you know, some who do, who I just like enjoy talking to them because they're funny or whatever. Right. Right. Um, yeah, like those, I would not consider those for the mo- friendships right. in the way that I took you to mean that question at the beginning. Well, like I would never those ask I would those be people call, for I anything. would call those people work friends. That's a different. Some category. of them are some of them are work friends. Some of them, like Richard, was a friend whose well, yeah, major Richard. point of contact was work. But if they left, I would be willing to slot another <laughs> bi-weekly friendship maintenance call into my schedule. Oh, God. This is a weird podcast. This is a weird <laughs> Mercury Retrograde podcast. It really is. It really is. I hope I don't sound terrible. No, I don't think you sound terrible. Mm-hmm. Beating up on you. I just, like, <laughs> I don't consider, I, yeah, probably wouldn't think, those I would definitely classify as work friends. Well, that's confusing to me then because that just happens to be the place that I met them. But you were just saying that you could have friends Mm -hmm. who are nothing but like (laughs) someone that you talk to when you go out for drinks with a certain group of friends or whatever. I guess it's because you work, um, you telecommute. (laughs) I think that might be part of it. Oh, you're devaluing them because I don't see them in person? You never will go out with them. You will never like see them. If they are in Fort Collins. (laughs) And I don't feel like avoiding them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. How long have we been talking? uh, 31 minutes. Oh, my God. I mean, we can edit this. Okay. Okay. All right. Guys, I hope you got something from this. (laughs) (laughs) This was not the intended topic. No. By any stretch of the imagination. But we could call it getting to know friendship. (laughs) I guess a little bit. (laughs) 
whether Brett has friends. Oh, no. Well, that we answered. But then... <laughs> what is friendship oh, to you? I mean, maybe that, I do think that question is very personal and changes, you know, for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's important to me to have people to confide in or process stuff with because that's basically what I, I'm a really fun person. And I do that all day long. <clears throat> I mean, it is my job, but I also love it. So, yeah. And so I like to talk to people about that. Yeah. So that's literally why it's my job. I like to help other people through it. But w- that's the thing is I think re- pre- previously in my friendships, <laughs> I was often helping other people, but then not making space for myself. And right. that has changed. Anyway, but I think other people are like, they don't care about that. They don't want that kind of friendship. They just want like to have fun. And that's great. Yeah, that's why it, that's possible. But it sounds like we're back to you describing the closest level of friendship. Like yeah, the that's people the closest level. In the yeah. house. Right. Like if I were to do... The point is, I can. I think you actually can have a close friend that you don't talk about that stuff with, but that you just really love. You know, you're there for each other, but maybe that's not their jam. <laughs> what does being there for each other like? Look if like they're in upset, instance? they, you know, like you could pick them up from <laughs> somewhere. But were. not talking about. You mean you stuff. talk, but maybe not like daily. Like if it comes up, yes. Maybe this is how most normal people are. Oh, you, f- I see. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know about normal. Uh, I think but this is how most people are. I'm just realizing. This. Just they that don't they would not be talking about deep emotional stuff every on the regs. Day. Like yeah. just when it mm-hmm. comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would say that that is that people probably do it less than you. But that is one of the things that I have always loved and admired most about you, which is your like you don't get complacent about your own growth and so as a result okay but you have more big like more things to talk about yeah well i mean things to talk about more often we could call it a liability or a blessing we don't know (laughs) why why would it be a liability (laughs) like because for some people they don't want to talk about this. oh well within a friendship yeah i guess it could be a liability so then i well i don't do it if people don't want to obviously right but right yeah Okay, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I hope you edit a lot, most of this. Let's keep that down to a tight five. (laughs) I also used to do comedy, believe it or not. Uh, Just saying that. Be here all week. I was just saying that, like, I can be fun. But that's part of my deal is I like to have fun while I look at this stuff. Yeah, you're not not fun. Okay, thank you so much. All right, let's, moving on. So what we... um, decided well what i thought about this week is instead of doing the energy report i would kind of do a combo energy report what came up for me because it's aligned with the energy Mm -hmm. so again with mercury being retrograde there's a lot of stuff going on with time but i actually yeah i was feeling this in the build-up to it anyway but so where i got long story short which probably won't be um we're still selling our house and right. we kind of like with the housing boom, we're thinking, okay, first weekend, we're going to get this going. Right, right. And Bidding war yeah. on Saturday. It's been two weeks and that hasn't happened yet. There have been a lot of people looking, but so far that various reasons that hasn't happened. Yeah. 
And I don't know about a lot, but yeah, there's people looking. Anyway, so this was bringing up a lot for me. And um, I just thought I'd talk about this a little bit for a couple of reasons. So one is to show like something you can do when you're feeling triggered like this. So Mm -hmm. one of the things is that I was feeling very, um, I wasn't sure what was under it, but I was feeling like scared. It was bringing up a lot of scarcity stuff because, you know, we do need to sell our house. Um, And, but we're also, okay, it's okay. It's not like we're going to be on the streets. Um, so it wasn't, it didn't require the level of fear that I was feeling. Right. And so what I did was I closed my eyes and I felt into what was the feeling. And then I felt into like, um, what was, yeah, like basically what was underneath the fear. Right. Not just the fear, because a lot of times like that there's something under it. So I felt under it. And what I felt realized was that I saw like an inner child part and you don't have to see. You can also just sense or, you know, that look like she felt abandoned, like she was kind of running in the wind and like Mm. not facing me and like felt very lost. And so I realized that it actually that. And I think this is true for a lot of people that scarcity wounds are related to abandonment. That when you feel yeah. like, oh my God, and it's a first chakra thing of like, I'm not safe, I need to survive, that is often related. Not that you have to have been abandoned, but it's this feeling of being abandoned. Or, yeah, or fear of. Yeah, even, fear of. Even it. if it yeah. never actually happened. Right. And so then I was like, well, I wonder if this is a family thing. And I felt like if it was an ancestral wound, too. And I felt into it and I saw I felt that my dad also had this Mm -hmm. and he grew up in poverty and made himself. I mean, he did well for himself eventually um, pretty quickly. And um, but I do think a lot of his stuff, like anytime money stuff would come up, it was related to the fact that he was abandoned by everybody and he felt scared yeah. and alone, like nobody was going to take care of him. So it's interesting to me, <laughs> anyway, to feel into how, like, if you're feeling scared of money, if, about money, if you're going through stuff like that, that your inner child, a lot of times, and this was true for me, but I do think it's true for a lot of people will feel like they're alone and they really need you to be like, okay, I'm here. Let me provide safety, breathing into your body, feeling where you feel safe, feeling like that feeling of what would a loving parent say to this part or feel towards this part right? and give yourself that kind of safety. And then that made me feel so much better. And then I also kind of just energetically imagined handing it all back to my dad and him like because our ancestors want this stuff back like it helps it gives them the power to be able to then not that they can't do anything on their own but when we when the energy is dispersed like that it's harder i think and also and it just like helps like okay this is where it goes and then they can heal it right easier and um so that was good. And then as a result, it's just interesting. I've then had to deal with other abandonment stuff, like just feelings that have that are around that feeling. So 
Um, but what I wanted to say is that one thing it helped me to be in touch with, and this is where it's part of the energy, is this sort of this idea of divine timing and that we don't know. I really think this, like, sometimes I hesitate talking about stuff like this because there's such an overlap with traditional religion and how I feel yes. about this. Yep. Yep. Um, but I feel, um, I still feel this very strongly and I've had these kind of connections with source and my guide since I was the earliest I remember is like five of like literally getting messages that felt like, Oh, that didn't come from like uh, one time I had this message of you're going to be stronger as a result of this after something my mom did. And if I was like, Oh, like if it really, and that could have been me time traveling because I've done that a lot, gone back to little me parts and let myself know I'm here and safe and stuff. And still, that's pretty, you know, otherworldly. Yeah. <clears throat> Not otherworldly, but it's like, to me, proof like there are, um, like time <laughs> doesn't really matter the way we think of it. Right. And there are ways to heal. And, um, and the truth is that I'm actually glad the house didn't sell right away. It can sell now, but <laughs> I'm glad because I wouldn't have had this lesson. And this lesson has shown up in so many other ways for me, wh yeah. how it's been so helpful to have to sort of like take back my autonomy. Oh, part of my lesson also was realizing, oh, I'm waiting for someone to save me. Like mm -hmm. I'm waiting for someone to buy the house and then I'll be okay. Or, right. You know, and that I have this a little bit in other ways in my life. And so that it's been incredibly powerful to be like, oh, no, I'm the one who saves me. I'm the one who's here and yeah. really feel that. Um, and so I'm glad that didn't happen. And that was because of I'm glad that it didn't sell right away because of and that's divine time, I think. Um, and so especially when we're in this, again, Mercury retrograde period where things can often feel unaligned or like against the flow or like why is this happening miscommunications i find it really helpful to just remind myself of my greater relationship to um really to source this is where i feel weird about talking about this but yeah. like i do feel very connected to high like that we are not the smartest things out here and yeah. that there in that higher and there is a higher more loving more knowing energy that has a bigger picture yeah that's the other thing i keep getting hawk the, i keep seeing hawks li right. literal hawks and their message is the bigger picture and so like to remember i believe we come we're energy we come from somewhere and then we go back to it and I feel very connected to that. And so like reminding myself, oh, right, that's the bigger picture. Like all this stuff is so little and I can't possibly know the reasons for all of this. Right. And so even if it's like a messed up email or something <laughs> that was sent in Mercury retrograde, I do think this is part of like trusting the flow, feeling into like, okay, I'm here now, not fighting it. Like, okay, even if you don't believe in a higher resonance, like I do, it's like still trusting, not, you're, you will always be better off by not resisting what's happening and right. like doing your best to allowing what is to be and 
and just being in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the whole idea of divine timing, I think for the same reason that it is uncomfortable for you to talk about is the hardest thing for me to mm-hmm. accept. And like, I, I personally, I mean, this is one of the things that I go back and forth about, uh, like accepting or it, it not resonating with me. And, um, but the, the big thing that I have taken from my journey into woo things is that like what works works. And by extension for me anyway, like what works now is okay. Like I don't have to have a definitive answer that is always Mm. true. So if like right now the idea, like I have the capacity to surrender to divine timing and be comforted by that, then like I have learned to allow myself to do that without worrying about whether it's correct or like provable or mm, like any, or even if I change my mind tomorrow, yeah. like just allowing it to be, uh, for me to be in a place where that is helpful in the moment has been, um, a journey for me. Yeah. It's, it's very charged free. Yeah. Yeah. Feel. Um, and I will just say for me, actually, it's funny because it's kind of the opposite because I have more trouble talking about how much I feel connected to, like, I can feel this, we talked about this last time, like this channel of light inside me that I feel connected to high, a higher power, higher self, higher and source. And when I really just am like, oh, this is the truth and this is who I am and also I trust in that, then it, I just feel like so much um, peace and things Mm. come easier. Like it just happens, like I start seeing synchronicities and I, you know, feel in the, and and I have more abundance, honestly. Like things flow to me easier and it's just like, and but I do have a lot of hesitancy because I feel, uh, I guess maybe it's like um, internalized woo shame or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's very understandable. But that is like the crux of my relation. Like, I believe more actually in that world than this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, I, I think I, you, uh, or at least I thought you said like the, it being the opposite for you, your relationship to source is one of like rescue and like, um, connection yeah. to something that was comforting. Yeah. Um, I, and it wasn't like you found it, like you connected right, to right. it yourself. And right. I think that makes, uh, makes a huge, to- yeah, as opposed to. Like, I feel like a lot of the things that I have learned in a woo context are very similar to things that I was taught, but they were taught in a context of this is true, this is right, right. you're wrong if you believe anything else, and in other ways weaponized, so that when I left and had to, like, reject all of that Mm -hmm. to get out, it's been a real journey to be able to to trust any of those things totally yeah and you have to just listen to yourself and throw out whatever doesn't feel right right i want to it's not being saved you said rescued 
I mean, I, there is an element of that, but for me, it's more just like I feel safer, happier. Yeah. Like when I'm meditating and talking to my guides, it just feels right and true and yeah. like, oh, this feels good. Yeah. I don't feel rest. Well, I, I was thinking in particular of your connections to source that you've talked about when you were very little. Like when, oh, you when were they in would the come thick- in. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't rescue me then either. They were just like, hey, you're good. It's yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get, yeah, I didn't, I guess I was maybe using that term a little too uh, loosely. Yeah. I just meant like giving you hopeful, comforting messages yes. yeah. at a time that you needed them. Yeah. 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 Um, well, okay. <laughs> wow. What an episode. Um, I'm going to now actually end the episode by, I'm going to pick a card from friend of the show, Asha Frost from her sacred medicine oracle um and um oracle deck it won't always be from hers but um i just thought that would be a nice way to end things oh also um my exciting news here mm. my audio book of healing your inner child is coming out september 12th i believe and you can pre-order it they have a page the publisher so we'll put a, sh- a link in the mm-hmm. show notes and it's also if you're on instagram in my link tree some point i'll get to a thousand followers on tiktok and i can put up the link there oh. but follow me on tiktok if you're not already you want that link tree oh yeah um that's terrible <laughs> nice and i apologize for it um but what else was i gonna say oh yeah and i am still um open for individual readings um um i'm keeping open at least through September. Um, and my awakening, my mentorship, I will have an opening, I believe mid October now, but, um, yeah. So that's what's happening there. And you can go to highestlighthealing.com. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Natasha Levenger. We might be switching my website. Yeah. I should get around to that now that we've moved. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to pick a card. For the week, for everybody. What? I said any card. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens here. Okay. I picked Seer, Prophecy. Mm. The beautiful card. She has her hands over her heart and her eyes are closed, which is something I often tell people to do. Okay. It says here, take a moment to close your eyes and allow yourself to claim your intuitive gifts and prophetic abilities. You are a seer and your visionary gifts are being enhanced. For many lifetimes, these gifts were shut down and you were persecuted for all the medicine you held. It takes a lot of courage to reclaim and remember all that you are. And this card reminds you of the depth of gifts that you have carried it's an important time to build a connection with nighttime dreaming and the daily flashes of inner knowing that you receive you are being validated that these are in alignment with your highest spirit connection and it is time to deepen your relationship with this part of your medicine gift Mm. um this is a lifetime where your prophetic gifts are meant to be used and put into action. Pay attention to all the signs coming your way, for they are a way to see into the future for all beings upon this great planet. Um, and the affirmation is, as I reclaim my visionary gifts, I step more firmly onto my healing path. Mm. That's really interesting, because I mm-hmm. feel like it's kind of like what we were talking about in terms of like you 
basically listening to your intuition about what like does this work for me like when you listen oh you mean just now about divine timing right yeah exactly Yeah. Yeah. yeah and also how i was saying when i'm in line with that things flow and i see signs like i saw so many hawks it was bizarre yeah um and yeah and that just like and i think especially for you or people with religious trauma um and uh, yeah it's like trusting that more and more like you were saying like trusting what you are getting versus what you were taught yeah well and also not dismissing what you're getting right um, which is something that's come up for me this week. Like just trusting mm. that like passing thoughts that I have, I mean, not all of them obviously, but like uh, are sometimes pings or, mm. you know, like um, a nudge. Yeah, an intuitive yeah. hit. Yeah. Mm. Well, everyone, we appreciate you. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thank you all for being my actual friend. <laughs> Well, Uh, (laughs) that's what I took away from it. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye.